When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to A Court of Fairies and Fangirls. I'm Alex. And I'm Sarah. And this is a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast where we are obsessed with her books and can't stop thinking about them or talking about them. So we figured why not record us thinking and talking about it. We're going to break down chapters, go through each book separately, go into character analysis and any thoughts or kind of theories that we have about books, characters, plots, etc. And maybe play some fun games along the way. Exactly. So welcome and enjoy. Oh, I started a new series on my Kindle. It's called The Bridge Kingdom. Oh, I've heard of this. I've heard of it too. I don't think I've read it. No, I haven't read it. Do you have Kindle Unlimited? No, I'm too cheap. (laughs) <laughs> i do you the prime it. i do prime ones which are free and they like lend it to you I'm like, yes. there it is. um the kindle unlimited mm-hmm. is honestly really delightful i'm yeah. gonna say they have a lot of books on there yep i re- originally got it because i needed to download night road by kristen hannah for my book club mm-hmm. then i was like you actually have quite a bit on here yeah so it's on that one okay so or yeah so the bridge kingdom you can find that on kindle unlimited I'm only like 40 pages into it. Okay. But it's interesting. Okay. You got a classic princess marrying someone that she's supposed to kill. Mm-hmm. Vibes. Of course. Typical. It's, it's going to be great. What is that trope? Because it's um, not, I don't think of it as enemies to lovers because. I mean, it kind of is enemies I mean, it to kind lovers. Of is, I guess. I just didn't know if there was a. Forced marriage, enemies forced to lovers. Marriage. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Like a combination of those two. Yeah. But anywho, very interesting so far. <laughs> I'm liking it. Um, at first, like the first chapter, some I'm not going to spoil it, but something happened. And I was like, mm, I don't know if I'm going to like this main character. Mm-hmm. But then like the next chapter, I was like, oh, OK, no, I'm going <laughs> to like this main character. It's fine. Everything's fine. So just started that. Yep. Hopping on that trend. Mm-hmm. I'll keep you updated on how it goes. I'm trying to think if I have. Oh, I think the final inheritance games finally came in. The yeah, library. that's my fault. I kept it for like three weeks past my due well, date. Well, it said that there was like four copies, so it wasn't you. It was all of it the. It could have also been partly it, me. It partly you. Yes. I didn't even finish it too. I was just like, this has gone on too long. Yeah, I have to return it <laughs> and take it another time. Yeah, so I need to go pick it up. But otherwise, I'm still reading Atlas Shrugged. It's still a very long book. Is it good? It's good. Yeah, it's interesting. They're still like building the world it's not really world yes but like it's not really that fantasy so not really world building but um plot building there we go um yeah so it's i'll be curious to see where it goes Mm, that's exciting okay and so now Mm -hmm. is the part of the podcast where we're gonna shout out those badass patrons who joined our fam membership level yes thank Um, you yes thank you so much you mean the world to us all of you mean the world to us but like 
extra special. A little extra special. Um, so this week we're going to shout out Hannah T, Scarlet B, which I love the name Scarlet. I do too. Wonderful name. Mm-hmm. Um, this one doesn't have her name listed, so I'm going to say the username, but Magenta to Hugh. Cool username. Mm-hmm. Um, Julianne H and Ann E. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Shall we? Let's do it. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to episode five. Episode five. We're already like cruising. I know. And I was like, when I closed the book and like saw where my bookmark was, I was like, we've made a big dent with only five episodes. Huge dent. Yes. Um, This week, we're doing chapters 16 through 20. And we're calling this episode Investigator Bryce. Yes. um, Because she's really working it. I am very surprised with how much she's working it. I'm impressed. Like, I I know last week I had very low expectations. I was like, what is this assistant, <laughs> whatever she actually is, going to be able to do that the ox and the 33rd couldn't do? Right. Apparently a lot. She Quite can do a, a lot. Mm-hmm. Quite a bit. All right. So let's start off with chapter 16. Where are you, Summary? Um, Bryce pays a visit to Rune. I was definitely not anticipating Bryce going to Rune's house Um, with how much she seems to hate him. It was just so, so, so unexpected. Um, But I really enjoyed how much Bryce just takes command when she's there in that house and doesn't let anybody give her crap, like, at all. Absolutely. You can see that, even though they don't like each other, that brother-sister relationship Mm -hmm. is, like, classic. Yes. Um, Okay, so the chapter opens up, and Rune is doing drugs again our daddy's worst nightmare yes but we love rune dannon mm-hmm. um and he's just trying to calm down yeah after that conversation with his father but he is in the middle of getting high when he realizes that he smells this familiar scent and realizes that bryce is in his room and she wants to talk to him and i'm like why what is going on bryce that you want to talk to rune yep and also i just want to call out with the scent he just calls out lilac and nutmeg not what was it like the, the starry night or the, the smell of the first stars or whatever something that's ridiculous and doesn't have out. a scent <laughs> exactly. yes but i still think i like nutmeg is such an interesting combination yeah um but bryce has no like sympathy here she's no. just like are you kidding me yeah well like, i think it's because she's been probably drunk and high enough that she's like okay snap out of it like i know i can do it you better do it yeah well, also, like, no one likes to be the sober person at the party. So no. There's probably a little bit of that, too. Um, but so she's trying to get him to, like, shake it off because she needs to talk to him. And so she's going to go get him water. And mm-hmm. she starts traipsing through his house to go get him a glass of water. And he follows because apparently he doesn't trust the people he lives with, which is. Well, I don't think it's the, the two guys that he lives with. I think it's everybody <laughs> else that's at the party. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, so he's following her, but we start to get a picture of what this house looks like mm-hmm. and the gang rune hangs out with. It's a total frat house. Like <laughs> really hundred percent frat house. So his roommates are Flynn and Declan mm-hmm. and they've been roommates for like 50 years or something. Which, <laughs> it's hilarious to be such a you're long basically time. married at that point. Basically. Yes. <laughs> um, and they live in this dilapidated is probably too strong of a word but this kind of beat down house in like I, I'm just I don't know I expect Rune who has all of his daddy's money because his dad bankrolls him to yeah. just have this like super nice apartment and he doesn't 
well, just like beat up old house. There is like a chandelier. I think it's just falling apart because they're frat boys. Yes, that and they may don't be know how true. to treat anything. Maybe it well. was nice when they moved in. I feel like it was when I see that there was a crystal chandelier. Yeah, I think that place had to have been nice at one point. Yeah. But, but that chandelier is barely hanging on because I think Flynn like jumped off the stairs, like caught it and was swinging. Crazy Faye shit. Oh, boys. I think it's just boys. It's boys. not necessarily Faye. <laughs> I think human boys do this too. This is so true. Yep. I've been inside a frat house. It's not pretty. No, no matter how well it starts. Um, so like you said, mm-hmm. BFF slash roomies, Flynn and Declan. Mm-hmm. We learn a bit about them. Flynn is the son of Lord Hawthorne. And I'm just like, oh, you fancy. Yeah. So is Lord maybe a step under Prince? Maybe. I don't really know the hierarchy with the Lord, but he seems he's going to be important one day. He also has a crap ton of money. Yes. (laughs) And he is absolutely gorgeous, but completely lethal. That's Bryce's opinion of him. Yep. Um, And he's also the drug supplier of the group. So she accuses him when she walked by. She's like, what did you give him? (laughs) um and then Declan he is some sort of like IT whiz who we love we We love love that everybody loves an IT guy (laughs) but he's he's so funny he said that he'd um so he has a lucrative career that he'd built on a foundation of hacking into republic websites and then charging them ungodly amounts of money to reveal their critical weaknesses I don't know how he's not in jail I, I mean, there's there's tons of companies like out here that do that. Like I companies know. hire people to hack them so that they can find their weaknesses. This is true, but I think he's doing it without being like asked to do it. Exactly in a Big Brother e type world. Yeah, that's why I'm not surprised, or why mm-hmm. I'm surprised he's not in jail. No, I can see that. <laughs> but they seem like quite the trio mm-hmm. with that combination of skills and attitudes. Yes. Um, And Bryce kind of like walks by them and just is walking into the kitchen and she walks by all these other males and they're just obviously instantly staring at her because Bryce is beautiful. Gorgeous. Um, And Flynn quickly tells them that she's off limits and they just like, I love that Flynn and Declan have her back and Mm -hmm. I love that all of the Faye like don't even question it. They're just like, oh, okay. And they kind of just look away. Yeah. So clearly they demand respect. Absolutely. And I also think it's interesting that Rune said something mentally about how he never told them Mm -hmm. that he or that she was his sister right but he thinks that they just kind of like figured it out or guessed something similar and stepped up and started behaving that way so while they're a little extra Mm -hmm. they seem to be decent guys yeah um and we do learn so like you said they they're not married but they are definitely more like brothers Mm -hmm. um so they went through their ordeal together which is kind of like the second step that Faye have to do um and don't know exactly what happened but it ended with rune getting the star sword and then saving their lives so sounds pretty epic pretty epic and then afterwards they all made the drop and flynn was actually rune's anchor for it Mm -hmm. so we know that they are like super close because i just think about how bryce and danica were going to anchor each other and they were you know the best friends ever so absolutely and it's interesting. Bryce, like, very much just wants to talk to Rune. And mm-hmm. those guys are like, you can tell us, too. Right. And she's like, no, like, mm-hmm. leave. So it almost feels like they come as, like, a package deal most right. of the time. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but she eventually gets Rune on his own and starts give like starts asking him some questions about the Viper Queen. Yeah, not like okay, the visit itself was already unexpected, but yes. the fact that she's bringing up the Viper Queen is even more so. Like, yeah. what 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 did I miss between like chapter fifteen and chapter sixteen? Like, I feel like a whole like <laughs> saga took place yeah. about why she would be needing this information. Right. Well, okay, and I also just want us to remind everybody that the way chapter fifteen ended was she said she was talking about hunt and she says the thought of his face when he realized what she had planned it'd be satisfying if she survived so with that in mind i'm Mm -hmm. like bryce what the frick are you doing yeah what what is about to happen why are you bringing up the viper queen so we'll find out um and rune is just very much like do not engage right (laughs) like do not yeah because she's wanting to know like if like what the Viper Queen's been up to and if the Ox kind of knows her movements the night of Maximus's death. And I'm like, okay. Um, and he kind of tells her, like you said, stay out of it. Um, the governor is going to handle it. And she's like, um, well, actually the governor kind of appointed me to handle it. Yeah. Um, which he's like, I'm going to talk to him. I was like, yeah, right room. Like, good luck. I was like, if he's telling her that she has to do this, I don't think you're going to have much sway. Mm-mm, not at all. I just thought that was funny. Um, but he does tell her that he doesn't know, like, exactly her whereabouts, but he does know that she told her people to, like, come in from the streets uh, the night of the murder, and, like, something spooked her. So, mm-hmm. questions? Yes. Like, what? She, maybe she doesn't know about exactly who the murderer was, but mm-hmm. she might have a inkling. Right. So, she knows something. Like, yeah. why would you pull your people in from the streets if there was nothing going on? Exactly. Like, you know something. It's just, what something. do you know? Um, so also though, this kind of becomes a two-way questioning system because Rune then asks Bryce if she knows anything about Luna's horn, mm-hmm. which is one of his um, missions, if you will, right now. Yeah. Um, and Bryce shares that you know Jespa had her look a few years ago, but it was a dead end. Yeah. And so neither of them were super helpful to each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Bryce seems to have gotten you know enough information because she says bye. Yeah. And I did, I did really like the, so when he's talking to her, he's kind of like just watching her. Mm -hmm. Um, And he said that icy look, their father's look passed over her face. The sort of look that told him there was a wild, wicked storm raging beneath that cold exterior. And the power and thrill for both father and daughter lay not in sheer force, but in the control over the self, over those impulses. Mm. The outside world saw his sister as reckless, unchecked, but he knew she'd been the master of her fate since before he'd met her. Bryce was just one of those people who, once she'd set her sights on what she wanted, didn't let anything get in her way. So it just, like, makes me believe that, like, even though we don't know exactly what she's doing, like, Rune has faith in her. Yeah. Surprisingly so. Even though, like, he's called her, like, a party girl and, like, Mm -hmm. thinks of her as kind of, like, this almost, like, child. Yeah. But he clearly thinks more of her. Yeah. I think both things can be true. Yeah. True. We're complex people. Um, So... Bryce leaves Mm -hmm. and Rune just kind of starts following her out because it's nighttime. Maybe he's going to walk her home again, make sure she gets home safe. Mm -hmm. Um, Declan and Flynn are not far behind and they step outside and they see Mr. Hunt Athelar outside Mm -hmm. of their house. Yes. Um, And Rune and Hunt seem to be besties. They exchanged (laughs) quote unquote pleasantries is what I said. Um. Yeah, so apparently they got into a fist fight last year, which, like, I don't know. When I 
all these people have like powers and stuff. Like I just don't expect like a fist fight at a, like a fancy party. That kind yeah. of seems absolutely ridiculous. A little bit. Um, but yeah, it was like Micah's spring equinox party, which again, like of all the people, Micah's party. Um, but so Rune had broken some of Hunt's ribs, but then Hunt broke Rune's nose and there was like blood everywhere. So it kind of seems like Hunt won this fight just because bit. I think it was like more <laughs> obvious of where yeah. he punched him. So they definitely have a interesting relationship. They do. Um, and so Rune can't help but, you know, still kind of like come after Hunt and start yeah. asking him questions and just making it very clear that he does not want Hunt to be the one looking after his sister. Right. And that's pretty much it. Oh, no. So Rune at one point, so Hunt is leaving to go follow Bryce, which is his literal job. Right. But he makes clear, I don't have a choice in this. Mm-hmm. You can't stop this. And Rune tells him, do not let her go to the Viper Queen. And it becomes clear that Hunt has not been looped in on anything, which mm-hmm. we kind of suspected. Yep. Um, but now he's he's in, in the loop a little bit, and yep. he doesn't seem happy. No, but I do love, so like Bryce is walking, Hunt is following, obviously, and Rune is watching. And he says, Bryce would speed up, Hunt would match her pace. She'd drop back, he'd do the same. She'd edge him to the right, right, right off the curb and into oncoming traffic. He'd narrowly avoid a swerving car and step back onto the sidewalk. <laughs> Rune was half tempted to trail them just to watch the Battle of Wills. And it's just so funny. Cracking me up in my head. They've kind of left. And then Rune is kind of thinking to himself. He's like, could it really be a coincidence that the murders are were starting again at the same time his father had given the order to find an object that had gone missing a week before Danica's death? It felt odd. Like Erd was whispering, nudging them all. Rune planned to find out why, starting with finding that horn. It's a good question. I find it really bizarre. And, like, I know this isn't, like, a spoiler if you haven't read Akatar, but, like, th- I feel like all these, like, outside forces are, like, talking, nudging. Mm-hmm. They feel like, is it the same thing? I don't like, know. I just find it odd that, like. Or just, like, are their gods, like, real? Are they, know. like. Like, the, the fact that they're, like, they can feel almost like a nudge mm-hmm. just feels, like, interesting to me. Yeah. It also makes me worried that they're almost being used as, like, puppets in a way. Yeah, like there's this big, yeah. You know? I feel like that's, yeah, almost like, uh, what's the show? Westworld. Yes. I, it kind of like gives me that vibe almost. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Yeah. But good questions. All right. Chapter 17. Mm-hmm. I put Bryce Let's Hunt in on her investigation. Yeah, I'm super oh. impressed with Bryce <laughs> right now. Like super impressed. Yes. Um, Just to make that connection of the Viper Queen is honestly pretty impressive. And she's done it like way more. She's done way more than I was expecting her to be able to do. Yeah. Basically just, I didn't have high hopes for her. I don't know why, because I knew she was the leading character in this book. Yes. I should have had a little bit higher expectations, but I don't know. I'm just really impressed with her. Yeah. It's one thing to be encouraging of someone's intent. Like, I don't think anyone questioned Bryce's intent. Right. It was a question of, does she have the skills to do it? Yeah. And that answer is yes. Mm -hmm. So she kind of, Let's hunt in and runs down this whole list of what she's been doing um, because she hands him her list of suspects. Yeah. Um, so she made it on the couch and he's just like, wait, when did this happen? What's been going on? 
And, you know, she talks about how, you know, the night before she was on Maximus Tertian's dating profile and found out he had a girlfriend and she works at the nail salon. So that was why she was at the nail salon talking to her and just like all of these things. And you're like, clever, clever. Go yeah. Bryce. And she got the girl talking and brought up about how like she lost Danica and because the girl had said she lost someone. So she was talking and Danica's a famous enough person that the girlfriend was like, oh, like Maximus never knew her because he would have been bragging about her. Yeah. So, so Micah. Yeah. Your claim is false. False. Um, and basically the nail artist says basically they knew each other. The only way would be through degrees of separation, which would be through the Viper Queen. Mm-hmm. So that's where Bryce gets the Viper Queen idea. Yes. So then Hunt is like, well, then why did we go visit Rune? Mm -hmm. And she said that her cousin will be unable to resist the urge to inform his father that a member of the Fey race has been commandeered for an imperial investigation. How he reacts, who he contacts might be worth noting. So it's like at the same time, she's like hedging her bets, like, let's see what the Autumn King does with Mm -hmm. this. And if that gives us any information. So she's being very like clever right now. Very clever. Yep. And Hunt literally is just like, gods. Like, yeah. he's impressed. Oh, for sure. Because, I mean, this is way further than, like, the Ox of the 33rd have gotten. Exactly. So she's telling Hunt, like, someone needs to try to tail him. Mm-hmm. Like, Be careful, know. though, because apparently, like, they could literally be Yikes. killed. Like, it's a crime, I think, to, like, what did they say? Like, follow the Autumn King, stalk him, like, so. shadow him. I was like, that's, um, yeah, I would not be want to be that person that volunteers for that job. No, I absolutely would not. <laughs> Um, we also learned that there are seven fae kings mm-hmm. um, spread throughout this world, which, again, I thought that was interesting because yep. we keep hearing this number seven. Mm-hmm. I think it's like seven angels, seven Asteri, seven right. fae kings. Also, Akatar had seven kings, mm-hmm. or not kings, high lords. Right. So. I think seven is, and it's referenced more like in this chapter yes. of readings or like this grouping of readings. Seven is like the holy number. Exactly. Is, I think is what they say. But so we learn that the Autumn King is just one of seven, that it's more of like a courtesy title. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fake kings are spread throughout and kind of coexist right. with the Republic right now. And so it kind of now makes a little bit more sense as to why, like, of, of all the kings, he would be called the Autumn King. Because I know we talked about it, like, in week one, how... Mm-hmm. We're like, oh, well, there's this random fey king called the Autumn King. And it's like, well, why isn't he just called the fey king? Yeah. Now we know there's seven other ones. So I'm sure they all have equally, you know, maybe seasonal titles or whatever other titles they have. But I'm sure Autumn falls in line. Yes. There was there was another one called the Stag King, which Mm -hmm. I thought was interesting. Yeah. But anyhow. So um, Bryce ended up making it home, obviously leaves Hunt on the doorstep, as she has done before, mm-hmm. goes up to her room, and again pulls the sneaky move, Yep, turns the TV on, pulls the curtains just enough so that Hunt could see the TV, mm-hmm. and sneaks out. Yes. I was like, girl? Why? 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 She said she decides she doesn't want to raise hell, but rather quietly slip into Midgard's equivalent. I was like, what? What are you doing? Like, why? Why are you doing this, Bryce? Yeah. So she hops on her scooter, which I love that she has a scooter. I that terrifies me. I am like the least coordinated person on scooters. I would never own one. No, no, no. I love it for her, though. Mm -hmm. If it's her vibe. Yeah. Um, And she goes to the meat market. Mm -hmm. And 
she's so funny to me when she's there. I love this response. <laughs> so she rolls in, she kind of parks, and she just she sits there, she mm-hmm. checks her watch, just like I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you waiting for? Um, turns out she was waiting for Hunt. She expected him to follow her all along. Yeah. And he just slams down and says, I am going to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> it's too funny. I'm like, too Bryce. Good. Stop torturing this poor me. I know. <laughs> or keep doing it. It's funny. But anyhow, you have any other thoughts? No, that was it. All right. Chapter 18. Mm-hmm. Bryce and Hunt visit the meat market. What do you think? How does she know where to go for the salt? And like, how does she actually know that he will give it to her? Like, I'm just. I think it's the power of her job. It, it's got to be. Like, yeah. That's got to be it. She's clearly been in the meat market. Right. Many times before. But to know like where obsidian salt is sold. Well, I think she maybe just knew the salt guy. Yeah. And was like, salt guy. Salt guy. Let's figure that out. Yeah. I don't know. I'm impressed either way. Yeah. Um, okay. So we start off at the beginning and she says to Hunt that he's two minutes late. Still not over this. I love no, it. I love it. Um, and so Hunt or she, she basically lets him know like, Hey, we're, we're heading in here. Mm-hmm. And he makes a comment about how like, there's no way your scooter is going to be here when we get back. And she goes, good thing you've made such a big entrance. No one would dare touch it now. Not with the umber mortis as my wrathful companion. And it's just, she's so thoughtful. Yes. Like, in a hilarious way of like, hmm, maybe if I make a scene, that means my scooter won't be taken and no one will come at me in the meat market. I'm like, girl. Brilliant. Brilliant. Um, And so Bryce tells him that she isn't there to meet with the Viper Queen, which I was like, okay, well, then who are you there to meet? Right. So they wind up going. It Okay, it's underground, correct? Like the way I was reading it, like they go into a warehouse, but then it's like underground. I think so. Okay. Um, And it's just... It, it seems like a terrible place. Not anywhere I want to go. There's like basically prostitution everywhere. And there's like all these like it's just a sketchy place. Not somewhere you want to be. No. And there's this like massive mosaic saying memento mori, which means like remember that you will die. Which and is very intense. And it's like when I saw that, I was like, well, that's kind of like depressing. But then it's like Hunt's kind of like in his head thinking, well, it's like, remember that you will die. So like live it up and like yeah. do what you want and like have Yo. it all. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that kind of seems fitting, actually. Yeah, for um, that area. Right. It definitely does. Um, and then he also notices like Bryce is walking in front of him and she's wearing a jacket that um, is written in the ancient language on the back. And it translates to through love all is possible. Which is so cheesy. It's so cheesy. But kind of sweet. I know. I'm like, ah, <laughs> it's a jacket. Fine. Like, whatever. Yeah. Um, also, within Hunt's like inner monologue, he does admit that he misjudged Bryce earlier. Mm-hmm. So he's going to give her a shot. He's going to see where she's going with this, which I think is a positive turn. It is. It's very positive. Um, and as he's following Bryce, he's like, you can tell that she like knows some people. Right. Because she knew her way around. Mm-hmm. And he's like, she knows the metal worker, the fruit guy, the book guy. Mm-hmm. And she explains that, you know. There's a, a reason for all of it, right? Right. The metal worker helps her with work stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the fruit lady has Syrinx's favorite food. Yep. <laughs> and the books are for another day. She'll tell that story. Yeah. But like you mentioned earlier, Bryce knows her way around mm-hmm. for whatever reason. And I'm starting to feel like I don't think the meat market is meant to be like 
hidden. Like everyone knows where the meat market is. Oh yeah. No, I feel like the meat market itself is like exposed. It's just like once you're inside, it's like, yeah. Well, and it's also like, I feel like things are kind of hidden because after that, they're like walking to the salt vendor, but like they go past all these doors and none of them are marked or Mm -hmm. labeled. So it's like, you have to know where you're going and it's kind of like, so it's hidden, but there's like sketchy nooks and crannies for sure. Hidden, but it's there if you know where to look. Yeah. But so she goes to the salt guy Mm -hmm. and apparently salt is a thing. Yes. There is every kind of salt imaginable. Mm -hmm. Um, And like Bryce doesn't even say hi to this guy, which is a very different kind of Bryce than we're used to seeing, especially like when I think about her with like clients, she's like so accommodating and so Mm -hmm. over the top, like nice to them. Um, So it was just interesting, but she just tells this guy, she's like, she needs the obsidian salt, grade A, whole rock, seven pounds, seven ounces. So again, with the sevens. Yep. And um, Hunt is kind of talking through like what the different salts mean. So Mm -hmm. like white salt for purification, pink for protection, gray for spell work, uh, red for something he forgot, but obsidian, um, the black salts were used for summoning demons Mm -hmm. and obsidian, which was obviously like beyond black salts, um, was some good or was used for summoning something big, like potentially out of hell. So now he's like, um, what are you doing? Yeah. Why, why do you want obsidian salt? salt, (laughs) Yeah. I will say the only positive about salts regarding like summoning demons as you can only summon one with your salt choice true so that was a positive and he does kind of mention that like there's been like and obviously he must be familiar with salts because he hunts demons so like he knows that like they come out of hell like through these salts and sometimes you know either they get away or something happens or they're even like forced to reproduce which is kind of crazy Mm -hmm. um and i thought it was really interesting because they the result of the reproducing is called demonaki which is part of the house of uh, which one the scary one the blood and flame and shadow there it is yes yes so i was like well that's interesting that they're actually like born of demons yeah like i just figured it was kind of like a reference like maybe they looked like a demon or something but like they're like members of society yeah (laughs) but like they actually have demon blood in them which is kind of crazy to me yeah um um, he also says something that um, hell, or something about hell. So hell was severed from them by time and space, which. Ooh, Interesting. Um, but was still accessible through the twin sealed portals at the north and south poles, that northern rift and southern rift. So those exist. Yep. And people in theory can still access hell through these rifts. Mm-hmm. So part of me is wondering, like, what? What the hell is going on on these rifts? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but the guy, going back to him, he says that he can't sell her the obsidian because it's too dangerous and it's illegal. But she basically tells him, like, that's not what you told Philip Briggs when you, like, gave it to him for his bombs. I was yeah. like, what? Girl. I was like, do you actually know this? Where did you get this information from? Because, like, mm-hmm. Hunt is shocked. So, and I'm sure he was probably involved in that investigation. Right. So where did she get this information from that he's the dealer for like the salts that blew up yeah. stuff? So she, whether she's bluffing, whether she has that hard information, he kind of like is like dodging it, but not 
fully able to deny it because he's right. like me, me me you think i did that yeah and she's like i'm sure he paid you cash to hide that money trail mm-hmm. uh, but she says look i'm tired and hungry and i don't feel like playing this game name your price so i can be on my way like playing it off yeah and he goes fifty thousand gold marks um, and this whole exchange is so interesting. It's a negotiation at this point. Right. And she negotiates down to 10. She says 10, 10,000 gold marks, um, which was still outrageous. Right. But I like it seems to like eventually work. Mm-hmm. But bet- it's between that price and how Bryce is talking about Jessica. So she's kind of playing it off like Jessica mm-hmm. is wanting this. Yeah. She's like, um, in five minutes, I need to call Jessica advising that I have the salt. Otherwise, at six minutes, somebody's going to come knocking on the door and it won't be for me. Like, so I'm like, okay. Okay. I wonder, did you actually talk to Jessica? Well, that's the thing. It's did like, Jessica need this? Because Hunt in his head, he's like, well, are, we might actually be here for a work thing. Like, she might actually be buying this for Jessica. And I'm kind of like on Hunt's page, like, we actually might be here for work. Like, who knows? I don't know. Maybe both. Right. Um, it does say in here um, that Hunt thought it said, despite his suspicions, Hunt had the creeping feeling that this assignment was either going to be a fuck ton of fun or a nightmare. If it got him to his end goal, he didn't care one way or the other. <laughs> and I was like, that is both true and fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, I'm I'm very surprised at how cool Bryce is playing it. She's just like on her phone, like super not interested which i feel like is the right approach for bargaining with this guy and he finally like agrees and bryce calls jessica and basically tells her to call off the dogs and i was like oh so this is a work thing like this was super unrelated to the viper queen we just so happened to be in the meat market yep because jessica says done yeah it's like oh okay okay um, so he gives her the obsidian and she's like, this is two ounces over. And I was like, how do you, how do you know what seven pounds, seven ounces feels like? She's Faye. She's Faye. She's brilliant. Um, but he gives her the obsidian and then she goes to leave only to be greeted at the exit door by the Viper Queen herself. Yikes. She sounds like intense. Mm-hmm. So the describe the description of this Viper Queen is a tall moon skinned woman who was dressed in a gold jumpsuit, emerald hoop earrings hanging lower than her chin length black bob. Her full lips were painted in purple so dark it was nearly black and her remarkable green eyes. Hunt knew her by the eyes alone, humanoid in every aspect, but for them green entirely marbled with veins of jade and gold interrupted only by a slitted pupil. Now razor thin in the warehouse light, a snake's eyes. I'm like, dang mm, it's the eyes man she sounds scary yeah all right chapter 19 yep bryce and hunt meet with the viper queen so yeah she's intense Very. <laughs> um, and she knows it too that's mm-hmm. the thing um but i don't think i would want to mess with her or the meat market again after this meeting absolutely not no so bryce is once again mm-hmm. continuing to play it cool yes very much impressed by that mm-hmm um, and so Bryce and Hunt are escorted mm-hmm. to the Viper Queen's office. They really did not have a choice in that matter. No. And I do like the Viper Queen greets them and she says, nice bodyguard to which Bryce responds, nothing going on upstairs, but everything happening where it counts. And she's <laughs> like, I've never heard the Umbra Mortis de- or no, she calls him the general. I've never heard the general described that way. And that right. like kind of, kind of hits 
hunt a little wrong because he was the general in the rebellion so like nobody really refers to him that way anymore Mm -hmm. um but yeah then they go to the office and well it's interesting because the viper queen's bodyguards are all fey which to me means they defected like why are they there right well it was weird because it's like they're all under her command her kind of like authority and spell so like i'm like can anybody defect then and kind of just go where they want now i don't know but they get to her office and it is not it's like the crappiest office ever and like hunt and bryce are both super surprised and trying to keep it cool because it's just this like rundown nothing office like compared to everybody else that we know that kind of runs places i expect grandeur yeah it felt like a storage closet she said which honestly scares me more Mm -hmm. (laughs) um we also learn a little bit more about the viper queen that she has so she's a serpentine shifter Mm -hmm. serpentine shifter um and so she had she can turn into a white cobra with scales that gleamed like opals um, but she has some extra power. Mm-hmm. There's something that's mixed in with her venom that's something strange and old. And so that's a little bit of another question mark. Like, what? Like, what does old mean when it's like a power? Like, what does it strange do? Strange and old. Interesting. I don't know. Yeah. But so they start chatting. Um, the Viper Queen says, shit's getting interesting these days. <laughs> yeah. Which I'm like, for to her say to say least. that, like to run the meat market and say that shit's getting interesting, I'm just like, what is going on like here that yeah. makes it interesting? Um, but Bryce kind of agrees and goes to leave with Hunt, but they are stopped by a bodyguard. <laughs> so yes. can't just leave. Nope. Um, and the Viper Queen says, it's a good time for business when key players converge for the summit. So many ruling class elites, all with their own interests. She goes, my office, if you will. And I'm just kind of like what like do all these people come to the meat market when they're Mm -hmm. here for the summit like what do they want i don't know i don't know um so they start talking a little bit about you know what bryce wants to know Mm -hmm. alibi why did she bring her people in yeah all of those kinds of things and we don't get a lot of information from her she hands over like a usb type thing that has her alibis on it so Mm -hmm. In theory, she's clear. Well, I mean, they're pretty good alibis. She was at the spa, and then she was at a three-day orgy, so... Cleared. Cleared. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. What else did you notice? Um, We do find out that the Viper Queen and Danica, they did know each other. They did work together. Uh, the Viper Queen said that she had a working relationship with Danica. Right. Um, and then she also said that she would be stupid to kill Maximus because of his father. Um, she said that he could have died from a drug deal for all she knows. Um, so really we know nothing in regards to Maximus's death. We do not. Um, Um, oh, something I thought that was interesting. Um, mm -hmm. so I think Bryce kind of brings up the fact that there's a salt vendor in her market and how that could be considered suspicious. Mm -hmm. And the Viper queen says that she doesn't use what she sells. Um, she says that, she doesn't use what she sells, though I don't think you live by that rule over at your fancy gallery. And so she's talking to Bryce and is, like, asking her, essentially, to come and, like, be bought by her, I guess. And Hunt goes, she's not for sale. And the Viper Queen answers, saying, everyone general is for sale. You just have to figure out the asking price. Give me a day or two, Aquilar, and I'll figure out yours. And I'm just like, miss. 
what do you what do you do but it's true you know what i mean like everybody's got a price it just depends on what it is you know so it's kind of interesting yeah they give me like eerie feelings Mm -hmm. reading that but it's nice that like hunt defends her even though they're not on like the best of terms like he's definitely like oh no 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 (laughs) you can't take her yes um and she gives it she gives bryce advice she says look towards where it hurts the most that's always where the answers are which is like interesting advice and probably very accurate advice it's just not a fun answer no like (laughs) Like, no one wants to do that no and we see that in the next chapter it's like she knows she needs to do these things yeah it sucks yeah oh one thing we forgot to mention because they did ask her about like why she pulled her people in Mm -hmm. and apparently snakes can just like sense like bad vibes right in the air and you're like okay okay yeah so that's her explanation there Mm -hmm. oh and we did learn that this was a total setup to meet the viper queen oh absolutely yeah i don't know if we mentioned that but yeah it's a setup (laughs) because Bryce just knows. She knew. She goes to that salt vendor. She makes a big stink. She Mm -hmm. spends a ton of money. She walks through the meat market slowly waving with the Ember Mortis. Right. Miss Viper Queen, who sees all, we got to be curious. Right. Because otherwise it would have taken, it could take like a month to get an official meeting with the Viper Queen. So this was her way of bypassing. Bypassing that. Clever Bryce. Clever girl. Um, Let's see. So her and Hunt are leaving. Any anything else you notice about? Oh, sh- he starts asking questions about that obsidian salt. Right. Why do we have it? Mm-hmm. She said to season her burgers. She's not really giving a real answer. No. Um, but it's what the Viper Queen said. Like it sparked an idea for Bryce, and she basically is going to think on it. Um, and she seems like she might be willing to kind of share her plans with Hunt. The way I'm getting at the end of this chapter. Yeah. Um. One last thing I did notice is that she put the um obsidian salt on jessica's account mm-hmm. it says she spends more money on beauty products in a month so i doubt she'll notice to me a couple of things here a you have that much like access and freedom with her money right that's a interesting relationship there mm-hmm. but also b this wasn't actually for work mm-hmm. there was no like order by jessica to do this so jessica just like played it on the phone yeah apparently or did she had- actually call jessica like she what? did. She actually called because they had her on speaker and Jessica said like done. Yeah. So. I don't know. But like how would she know what to say? You know what I mean? Well, you know how sometimes it's like you call your bestie and you're like, hey, you remember that one thing? And you can kind of tell like, oh, we're mm-hmm. we're playing something. So yeah. You're like, of course. Yeah. Or like when you go up to a stranger who's like being mm-hmm. looked at by a sketchy dude and you're like, hey, best friend, mm-hmm. how's life? And they know. And you're yeah. like. That's true. That's true. Girl, women are smart. Women are smart. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, um, all right. Chapter 20. Chapter 20. Yeah. Last chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, Hunt helps Bryce make a list. Feels. I love Lahaba and Hunt. Oh, my God. It's the cutest thing. I love it so much. It's it's so adorable. Yes. I can't even. Mm-hmm. Lahaba is everything to me. Yes. Um. All right. Chapter 20 starts. And we get that quote again, look toward where it hurts the most. Mm-hmm. Kind of the driving impulse for this whole chapter. Yes. So Bryce is taking what the Viper Queen said, is really processing it, sitting down at work and trying to come up with the like 
list of like Danica's whereabouts the right. week she was murdered mm-hmm. and is not getting very far. No, she gets like super nauseous just thinking about it. Um, Poor girl. Yeah. And then so she kind of like changes tactics and starts looking through the emails that she exchanged with Maximus as like a maybe a potential like maybe there was something there. Mm-hmm. Um, and during this time, Lahaba is pestering Bryce to let Hunt come down and help her. Oh, my God. Um, she thinks he's dreamy. And Bryce gives her a hard time about how the size difference wouldn't work for them in the bedroom, which I'm just like cracking up at just all the banter back and forth yes. between them. Well, and Lahaba is so clearly embarrassed, Bryce. She's like, oh, my God, stop. She's mortified. And it's just so cute. Yes. Like all the sex comments totally mortify her. But I'm like, how are you so embarrassed by that? But then you watch like, what is it? Fangs and bangs is what they call it. Apparently, that's not the actual name. No. But Bryce is like, it's basically porn. So I'm like, you can so watch funny. that, but you can't be like talked comments to. So yeah, it's cute. Not. Um, so Jessica calls, breaks up that lovely conversation and tells Lahaba to get back to work. Um, but she's still having no luck. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, all right, I'm going to do this thing. We'll see how it turns out. We're going to reach out that hand. Mm-hmm. And she gives Hunt a call. Yeah. I'm shocked that she like actually put her pride away and yeah. called Hunt. It's for her bestie. It is. Um, I love Hunt's response. He says, what's wrong? Yeah. <laughs> And she's like, why do you assume something's wrong? And he goes, because you've never called me before, Quinlan. <laughs> and I just, I don't know. I thought that was funny. I was like, yeah, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but she essentially asks him to come and help her mm-hmm. with something. And he uh, comes inside of Griffin Antiquities. And I think she was planning on keeping him on that top level and yes. just talking with him there. Mm-hmm. But there's a little voice that comes from behind a door. Mm-hmm. And Lahaba cannot help herself. No. I'm like, I see right through you. Yes. You, you, She's you like, know. baby, I need to make sure you're okay. You know she's okay. So cute. It's brilliant. <laughs> it's so cute. I love it. So she uses that to get Bryce to essentially open the door. Um, And what did she say? She said, oh, she says, consider this your birthday present, Lily. And that just (laughs) made me laugh so hard. Oh, my goodness. But like before she takes him into the archives, like he's like, is it full of contraband? And she's like, yeah, basically. But she tells him, like, don't tell Micah and do not give him any reason to be suspicious because yes. he's like, well, if Micah, like, directly orders me to tell him, like, I have to. And she's like, OK, well, don't be obvious. Like, don't make it suspicious yeah. so that you have she's to like, tell him. Play it cool. Yeah. Hunt. You don't see anything down there. No. Everything's fine. Mm-hmm. Just do, do, do. But I think it's interesting. I feel like Jessica is always watching. Right. So the fact that she's like not. Jessica was okay with it? Right. I'm very surprised because he works for the 33rd. Right. But, I mean, he is a slave. Maybe Jessica knows his history. Maybe. She's kind of like, he's cool. I guess. I don't know. I don't know. But, anywho, so I thought this was very interesting. Um, She does mention about what's down there. A lot of it's books. Mm -hmm. And she says, some of these books and scrolls are the last known copies in existence. A lot of people suffered and died to preserve what's in the library downstairs. Mm -hmm. And so I'm kind of, and we learned that like the Asterian, the Senate like destroyed a bunch of books. Mm -hmm. And so a few questions, A, what kind of books are we destroying? Right. Um, And B, why is Jessica like taken on this 
role of like protector of the books. Yeah, I don't know. It's very, I mean, I get that they are almost like relics, kind of like all these other rare things that she finds. So like maybe she just puts them all in the same category, things that are one of a kind and unique and wants to preserve and protect them. I'm not really sure, but that kind of, they fit in of the vibe of like the stuff that she sells and collects. But it doesn't sound like she is selling what's down there though. No, she's definitely just preserving it. So it's so, like, why? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um. All right. So they head downstairs. Mm-hmm. And Hunt is being so nice to Lahaba. He like offers his finger so she can perch on it, which is adorable and she's like blushing and like melts yeah he says like well aren't you beautiful or something like that yeah like hunt Mm -hmm. you're working it yes for sure um and like they get down there and you know hunt kind of like sees everything he sees earrings there Lahaba is trying to convince Hunt that Bryce is actually a softie mm-hmm. um, and that she bought Searings to prevent him from being gifted to a warlord in the mountains. But it wasn't just that she bought him. She bought his freedom, no. which is crazy to me. Yeah. Like, because I guess Searings is a lower or some kind of creature that is just a slave bought yeah. and sold to be a pet or yeah. whatever they want to do with him. Yep. Um, I think low is the right word. And so, like, if you look on him where, like, that SPQM tattoo is, there's mm-hmm. now a C over it, which means he's free. Yeah. Which, why is it a C? But that's fine. I don't know. Yeah. But, like, so he's not technically her pet. He just, like, chooses to be there. Right. Which just makes it even better. It's so sweet. Like, he chooses to be her pet. I know. It's really precious. Ugh. And that kind of, like, gets lahaba like asking hunt she goes she goes how much do you cost to buy athy oh my which gosh. first of all i love that nickname i think it's adorable adorable but also um blunt and questionably rude yeah um and bryce like you can't ask him that and she's like well actually i can because like basically her great grandma fought in the rebellion that hunt led so which is cute it's cute but it's crazy it's like it's so directly related like we can clearly see like because i know we we talk about it in either the first like episode or the first mini about how sprites were part of the house, but yes. then they were like considered lowers and their descendants are lowers. So it's yeah. like we see clearly Lahaba being treated as a lower because of her great grandma's actions. Yeah. So that's just sad. But Hunt basically says that he was sold to Micah for 85 million gold marks. That's so many. So many. So many gold marks. And uh, Lily says she's worth 90000 and then Bryce bought Searings for 233000 Right, which Hunt is immediately like, um, you paid that? Yeah. What? Um, and she goes, I got a 15% employee discount, and we came to an arrangement. <laughs> and apparently this is where her commissions, parts of her paycheck, mm-hmm. go to right. each time. So it's so funny. Lahaba says, Bibi will be paying it off until she's 300 unless she doesn't make the drop. Then she'll die first. <laughs> it's like, oh, God. <laughs> and Hunt asks, he's like, why? And she says, because that warlord wanted to hurt and break him until he was a fighting beast. And Syrinx is my friend. And I was sick of losing friends. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All the feels. Because this happened right after... Danica and the pack died. Yeah. And, and then that okay. kind of leads her to explain that, you know, she's not loaded and Danica gifted her the apartment that she lives in. Mm-hmm. Um, But so you just kind of see Hunt seems to be like softening to her a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, But Bryce starts talking about how essentially 
She has refused therapy since the beginning of this, mm-hmm. right? She knows she should have gone, that it would have helped. She knows it helps, but she didn't believe that it would, or she believed it would work. She knew it would work and it would help, but she didn't want that help. And I'm like, Bryce, why? It just seems to me like that she wants to keep suffering like this and she doesn't bit. want to heal. And I'm like, why would you, like, I yes, like you don't want to forget your friends and like forget what happened, but like to not even try to move past it and heal like you're just hurting yourself yeah and like why are you punishing yourself mm-hmm. um so she wants hunt to we get back basically to the reason she called hunt in the first place she wants him to ask her questions so that'll maybe help jog her memory of like what happened you mm-hmm. know the week of danica's death um but instead of asking like right away he asks if she studies antiquities in school which i think is like a good move on her part to just kind of like break the tension get her talking um, and she tells him, like, she took a few classes and she's, like, interested in old stuff, even learned the ancient Fey language, um, but couldn't get a job out of college. And Fury basically uh, forced Jessica to hire her, which I love Fury. So God bless her. Mm-hmm. Um, and it says, Jessica offered me the job because she didn't want an uptight press. The work is dirty. Customers too shady. She needed someone with social skills as well as a little background in ancient art. And that was that. Mm-hmm. Simple. Um, and so he keeps prying. He asks about Fury. Um, what's the deal with her? And she doesn't really want to talk about her too much. She doesn't want to really think about, like, what she does over in Pangera. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently her dad, Randall, like, knew a little bit about that. And that was all she wanted to hear. Yeah. Um, I, go ahead. Oh, uh, speaking of her dad, like, we learned that he did three years of mandatory service in the army, mm-hmm. which, like, is cool. But it's also crazy to think that the humans have to fight other humans. Yeah. So like they're enlisted. Who are fighting for their freedom. Right. It's insane. <laughs> but it's like if you don't fight for the Asteria's army, then you and your family and your descendants will be like killed, branded as slaves, like the it's whole insane. shebang. It's insane. So it's like I get it, but it's also crazy because you're killing the people that are fighting for your freedom. Yep. So that's just, I can't imagine like what Randall went through and like what all the humans went through. Yeah. Having to do that. Um, we also learned that Hunt is currently 233 mm-hmm. with that war being 200 years ago. Yeah. He was a baby. Yeah. Only 33, which is like, it is a baby in veneer years, basically. Yes. So leading those armies with all that power. God mm-hmm. only knows what he could have had now if right. he wasn't branded a slave. Mm-hmm. And he asks her, which I blew my mind that like he actually asked this but he asked if she'd ever killed anyone before and what surprised me even more is she says yes yeah um, which like it was sometime during her senior year of college which again like what yeah we're getting like these weird glimpses where it was like um she says the memories of that trip pelted her Danica's smiling face in the hospital bed beside hers how Thorne carried Danica up the stairs of their dorm when they got home despite her protest how the pack had fussed over them for a week Natalie and Zelda kicking the males out one night so they could have a girls only movie fest but none of it had compared to what had changed between her and Danica on that trip the final barrier that had fallen the truth laid bare I love you Bryce I'm so sorry close your eyes Danica a hold her open in her chest, gaping and howling. What happened? That gives me zero clarity. No, but I also have like chills just reading. I do right too. Now. Like I literally, yes. That literally just happened. I'm glad that's not just me. I was like, <laughs> did you get colder in your house? Or I mean, maybe it did. I don't know. But it just so happened to work perfectly with when you read that. <laughs> I know. 
but what happened? I don't know. I'm so, so curious, which obviously I'm assuming we will get the full story. I hope so. I hope so. Um, and I also love how he starts when he's now transitioning to asking about that week with Danica. Right. And he goes, what's one happy memory you have with Danica from the last week of her life? Hmm. That's such like a nice way to start that. Right. And I think it's so funny because Hunt is the umbra mortis. Yeah. This intense guy and it's like he's actually very thoughtful in yeah. how he's gone about helping her in this so yeah well and he's so observant of her the whole time she's like talking like he realizes mm-hmm. like as she's so she says that it was the tattoo that she got with Danica yes and then that kind of like triggers her and he's like okay well what happened the day before so she just starts like writing and writing and writing and writing and like he realizes that like her knee starts shaking and she just like is like drained of color and he's like okay that's enough for today like that was great like that was a great start like he is clearly so observant of her and that's amazing for somebody that like supposedly doesn't care about this girl yeah there's definitely more to him yeah than meets the eye he's Mm -hmm. not just the umber mortis yes (laughs) (laughs) um well so that session wraps up and bryce gets a text from rune telling her to meet him at luna's temple in 30 minutes Mm mm-hmm um, and she asks why, and he says, because it's one of the few places in the city without cameras. Hmm. Hmm. What? What are you doing, Rune? Interesting. What's going on? So, looks like Bryce and Hunt are going to go pay Rune a visit. Yeah. And that's next week. Yeah. Ah! That, that was, was a fun set of chapters. That was a surprising set of chapters. Yes. Fun, but surprising. We got a lot of information. We did. I know. <laughs> Jam-packed. All right. So... Next week is episode six. We're in new chapters 21 through 27. Ooh, lots of chapters mm-hmm. next week. Um, and we'll see what happens. Yeah. We'll s- we're going to go visit Rune and go from there. <laughs> All right. So like we mentioned last week, um, make sure you're checking out our Etsy store. Mm-hmm. Make sure you're checking out the Patreon if you haven't jumped in there yet. But otherwise, we'll talk with you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to A Court of Fairies and Fangirls, a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe, and let us know what you think. Check out our Patreon for more ways to support and connect with us for as low as $1 a month. You can also find us on Instagram at, at @fairiesandfangirls. Jump in on the conversation, and we look forward to chatting with you more next week. Bye. Bye.